Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's start recording. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Clever Kids Podcast, a weekly pop culture podcast where three brothers dive into the uh, pop culture topics that are uh, interesting to us. Pop culture. Did I say that enough times? Pop culture? Pop culture. Popular culture. Um, My name is Tyler. I am your host. I'm here with my co-host, Brian. Yo, yo. And Jeff. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, And uh, this week... We'll see what happens. I think we were we were in the middle of a conversation that I had to stop my brothers from having because I feel like it's more interesting. I mean, the whole point of this podcast is for us to talk about the thing that we were just record or not recording. So uh, we were talking about uh, WandaVision, um, the new TV show on Disney Plus starring Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen uh, as their characters, uh, Wanda Maximoff and Vision Maximoff. I don't, I don't think he has the last name. Vision <laughs> Stark. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's the first Marvel TV show on Disney Plus, and potentially the first Marvel TV show to actually be truly connected to the Marvel movies. I mean, I know Agents of Shield is, but also like, is it? And then also Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, like. Are those connected? I, I already I, I already want to jump into spoilers because Agents of Shield is directly related to Wanda, but I, whatever. Um, anyway, uh, did you watch that show all the way through? Or? Not all the way through. I watched the I don't know, four or five seasons. Okay, then sh- shut your whore ass mouth because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm you're telling you, but I'm telling you that they've already made a reference in WandaVision that directly relates to Agents of Shield. Regardless, Charlie Cox Daredevil is also confirmed to be in spider-man so not a, confirmed rumored he confirmed that rumored. he wrapped his filming on set didn't he, he con- didn't confirm anything someone said that he was seen in atlanta where they're filming it that doesn't mean anything that could be internet that could just be a lie no one knows i haven't seen any of the major like news outlets for movies um reporting on it so i've only seen like movie blogs that are really into clickbait and even those, I haven't seen them have any definitive proof. So I, we're not going to say that that's true. Um, nonetheless. Well, I confirm that it's rumored. What What were you saying, Brian? What were you saying? Should we Should we just talk about WandaVision up yeah, until now? Just, just, no spoilers, for people, but uh, just, just for clarity to anyone listening, I think we're getting tripped up because we recorded a incredible podcast last week for the show Cobra Kai uh, that is on Netflix and my recording didn't well record so um, I think we're kind of caught between wanting to cover that but at the same time not discuss it twice so maybe we'll devote like 15 minutes to it at some point but and I'd quickly love to apologize for that I I personally am very sorry that Brian's recording I'm, Um, I'm really sorry about my recording but I'm I'm truly uh, truly truly sorry. Yeah. Truly sorry. But anyway, um, yeah. So so I think it. You know, we we should just press on. Maybe touch on it a little bit. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. WandaVision. Uh, this is uh, the voice of the casual viewer here. Um, at this point, I'm kind of like, you got to give me more, <laughs> because I'm a couple episodes in, and I'm like, uh, it it feels like Marvel characters playing in a 70 or you know 70 or like 50s tv show comedy and then they do one little tiny tease in each episode of like something more some greater storyline and then nothing so i'm, I'm kind of like all right well can i can you guys give me a little bit more of that to kind of keep me hooked because i'm starting to slip here i mean that first one is clearly like a uh i love lucy homage and then that second one is clearly a uh bewitched homage then, then i mean Brady bewitched Bunch, right and then the third one felt very Brady Bunch for yeah, sure. And the they're going through the different, right. And they're going through the, the different decades, right? So I love Lucy's the fifties, bewitched is the sixties, Brady Bunch seventies. And then we'll see what happens in the eighties. I guess Roseanne, I, I don't know. Are they going to be is all that like, the biggest one of the 80s? <laughs> are they going to be poor? I don't know. <laughs> Cosby? Be, I mean, you've oh, got, you've got Republican, you've got growing pains. You've got, um, uh, Growing Pains one? is 90s. Is it? What's what's the Fonz from? He's uh, 
Happy Days. And Happy Days. Fi- well, it's about it's from the seventies, but it's about the fifties. So that uh, too late. I don't know what. Yeah, they were I, I couldn't about. even tell you what they were watching in the eighties. They were just watching uh... Roseanne. No, what's <laughs> that? Was uh, the big one. Three's, Three's Company isn't that eighties too? Yeah, that is eighties. Dick Van Dyke Show, maybe. I don't know. Dick Van Dyke. That's probably seventies. That's probably seventies. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So they're aping all of those, and I actually am enjoying that part. Like, I think that that's really fun, the way that they're doing those sitcoms, and I like how the camera work they've done. They've really, like, hit, nailed that camera work from the 50s-style TV show to the to the 60s and the 70s. Like, you can tell the difference. Um, the costuming is all really incredible. All the different people in them, the way that they're acting is very much like that show or those shows that they're referencing, and that's all really fun, but as brian was saying what the fuck give us more each like, episode I'm sick is super... of not like i was i was talking to a friend i mean i i being a comic book reader uh think at least that i understand the show a little bit more than, than most and i was talking to a friend about some of my theories and he was saying uh we were comparing it to the mandalorian and i was like well it's gonna have eight episodes just like the mandalorian will and he was like, oh, The Mandalorian had way more than eight episodes. It's like, no, nope, look it up. And he looked it up and it was only eight episodes. But The Mandalorian episodes are twice as long. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Man, I really wish that they would just go for an hour. I don't understand. I don't want, like, waiting week to week to watch a 20-minute show is, like, I, it makes it feel not worth it. I honestly wish I had just skipped the first, like, all these weeks and just waited to watch it all at one. Yeah, because yeah, it's like, what, three-hour commitment? Like, I can do that. That's a one movie. It makes me worried for the other shows because I don't know if they've confirmed the length of those episodes. But, like, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I, like – Wanda Vision, I'm not super attached to. I'm going to watch it, obviously, because it's Marvel content. But, like, I'm going to want desperately, you know, an hour-long episodes for Talking to the Winter Soldier, for the Loki episodes, for all of it. So, I've seen confirmation that Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are hour-long. But that's probably 45 minutes in reality. Because I think it's hour-long, but, like, with the commercials built into it, right? So, it's like a 45-minute episode not like game of thrones which is really like a 50 to 60 minute episode every episode so um anyway it uh yeah i mean we'll see i wish they had just done an hour i'm hoping that maybe the second half of the season will actually be hour-long episodes as they like do that big bombastic stuff that you see in the trailers that's in full color and looks like full-on marvel stuff you know what i mean um yeah, I don't know. I'll be I'll be interested to see. But yeah, I I don't know. Jeff, did you want to say what you think um, is going to happen for the season? Yeah, I don't want to get into. I'll judge you if you're wrong. I don't, we I... can just quickly just say uh, spoilers. Sure. Spoilers, spoilers going forward. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Don't listen for past if you don't want to know what happens. Jeff, you've been teasing that you know exactly what's going on and exactly what's going to happen. So let's. Let's hear it. Sure. Because I want this on record so that I can laugh in your face when you're wrong. So, uh, to start, I think that Wanda has essentially kidnapped uh, an entire small town of people and is forcing them to live out her uh, delusional reality that she's created. I had that theory before the end of episode three, right? Confirmed that. Um, and I believe that that was confirmed to, to an extent in episode three. I think that the organization and a sword that we saw introduced at the end of Captain Marvel. Uh, and confirmed in Spider-Man Far From Home uh, is monitoring Wanda's psychotic break somehow uh, and trying to figure out how to get her out of it. I think they sent in an agent, which is uh, the the woman we know as Geraldine, in in a helicopter, and when the helicopter broke the barrier, the helicopter got transformed into something that Wanda can understand, and the agent got transformed and given a role inside the reality, which is why when Wanda first interacts with her, the woman doesn't know who she is or how she got there. Um, I think that's been confirmed as well. Uh, yeah, I think that there's two villains to the show, and I think we've met them both already. I think the first one is the the, the beekeeper that we that I think is probably a stand-in for the Marvel villain known as Swarm. Uh and I think that why would they put Swarm in? I think that they need a villain that Wanda can fight physically because I don't think Swarm is the main villain of the show. I think that Swarm is the you know visible era, uh, villain that they thrust to the front as oh here is your enemy that Wanda is aware of, and I think that the greater threat is a villain behind the scenes. I think that Agnes, uh, 
Wanda's neighbor is a villain as well. Catherine Hahn. I think that she has been uh, manipulating the scenes as well, trying to test the extent of Wanda's powers. Um, yeah. I mean, it's obvious that the, that the characters inside the this false reality have gained sentience to some extent and are probably planning some kind of escape attempt. Um, but that scene at the end of season or episode three basically shows that she's terrified also like she's also scared you mean and also episode two? Han. Oh, Catherine Hahn. yeah well i don't know if she's scared i mean she's part of it with that other guy that was is what, he new by what, the way i don't remember him being in any her her, her was not new um no so she like she doesn't seem scared if you watch it again because i've watched the episode twice um, all she turns around, she turns to Vision and says, hey, is Geraldine inside your apartment? She recognizes that Geraldine isn't one of the original people that were kidnapped. And she is questioning what Geraldine's role is in this world. And she, I, I don't know if she knows that Vision is a construct of Wanda's subconscious or not, but she is, uh, yeah, was, was basically putting the seeds of doubt in there for Wanda to not trust Geraldine. But she didn't need to because Geraldine kind of outed herself when she started to regain her memories. Right. Right. All right. Well, I think that those are all at least somewhat interesting uh, theories. We'll see how that plays out. I think that those are all, I would say, safe bets because seems to be where it's going. Um, all right. Moving on. I mean... Uh, maybe we'll cut this out, but what do you guys want the rest of this episode to be about? You guys want to talk about Cobra Kai for a little bit? Yeah, so I think it's fair to, to spend a little bit of time on, on Cobra Kai just because we, we tried to devote a whole episode to it, and, and thanks to me, it's not um, available. So um, for those who have seen Cobra Kai uh, or are interested in listening about it, um, we wanted to just kind of sum it up uh, after the new season uh, you know, just, just uh, came out on Netflix – uh, I believe it's what three seasons in now. Is that is that right? Yes. Yep. Or three seasons in here. Um, you know, really, uh, you know, for those who haven't seen it, just a spinoff of the original Karate Kid movie from the '80s with Ralph Macchio and um, Billy Zapka. William Zapka. Um, and it's something that I think uh, Jeff and I have have really enjoyed. Well, we we picked it up. Uh, my reception weekend after I got married and Jeff was up uh, staying at my house and we watched uh, the first season and, and thought it was absolutely hilarious the, the way that uh, Billy Zapka is as an adult Johnny Lawrence um, and you know kind of the overall premise of like trying to bring karate to like modern day is like this thing in that movie from the 80s is like this cool concept or like you know karate dominating this small town uh, but the show itself has been making waves. Uh, you know, I think from our last conversation, I picked up that YouTube was the original, like the originator of the show itself. Yeah. And, and it kind of flamed out there. And then after Netflix picked it up is when it gained steam. Um, but yeah, it's just a yeah. show just, just full of comedy. Uh, you know, there's obviously action, but I don't really think the action's anything to write home about more so than just kind of continuing on the storyline. Uh, but just overall, just a, just a, an entertaining show for those who haven't seen it. Um, I think it definitely uh, receives our, our just a kind of a, a general thumbs up from us. I, I don't know. Okay? I guess Tyler, have you dove into it anymore? Do you still kind of have like a like a lukewarm opinion of it, or what are you thinking on it? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pursue it. It just didn't catch me enough, and there's just so much other stuff to watch. You know what I mean? That I'm not gonna follow through on something that I'm just not. It's not really grabbing me. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I guess, Jeff, unless, stop me if I'm wrong here, at least the two of us would say it's at least worth watching, if you're, especially if you're looking for something kind of more lighthearted. Um, would you echo Oh, that? I totally, absolutely. absolutely feel like, I totally feel like I understand why people like it. You know, it's just, uh, it just wasn't for me. I no, not disparaging it in any way. I can see the merits of it. It's just. Yeah, they, they, they do a really good job with, you know, kind of pulling those those actors out from the original show where, or movie where they were, you know, kind of kid actors to where they're adults now and, and kind of like showing Johnny Lawrence struggling with like modern day technology and social media and, and kind of showing how, you know, karate as a like a, 
you know, an outlet for these kids translates to modern day. And then they also, I think the directors do a good job of like within the narrative doing a good job of kind of like giving a nod to the fact that it's kind of ridiculous how much karate like is pervasive in these people's lives in this story and how much of a deal they make out of, you know, the, the karate lifestyle and the big tournament each year and, and stuff that, you know, in your real life, you'd look at it and be like, why is everyone freaking out over karate? Uh, sure. But in this show, it really dominates these people's lives. So they do a good job adding characters and commentary in where uh, they're kind of nodding to that. Like, yeah, we get it. It's ridiculous, but enjoy it for what it is. And uh, I, I think it works. I, I highly recommend anyone that hasn't seen it, go watch it. And if you have, stick with it um, if you haven't finished because it's, it's funny, it's entertaining. And uh, I, I would recommend watching movie number one of the original Karate Kids uh, before starting it just so you can understand what's going on. You don't really need to watch all of them, um, especially because all the Karate Kids kind of tend to branch off into different, well, Karate Kids. But uh, the, the first movie, at least, um, definitely worth watching to have the context before you start the uh, the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I to jump in there, I think one of the one of the things that I enjoyed most uh, from the second and third season is how they kind of take a shift and, and show that the uh, toxic masculinity that was glorified in the '80s. Uh, just doesn't really hold water anymore. Like the, the characters are starting to learn that that kind of uh, mentality just doesn't help the kids develop the way that they're supposed to. Um, you'll see it affect a lot of the characters negatively when they come across a role model that is pushing them to become more vicious, uh, which was something that was you know rewarded back then. And uh, I think it does also, I mean, it, it highlights a lot of different topics like bullying, um, and the psychological effects of bullying to some extent. Uh, but it's also just an enjoyable show to watch uh, the character development and the action. I, I think it's enjoyable enough. Um, as far as moving forward in the season, Brian, what do you think is going to happen next? Uh, that's a good question. I, I I can't imagine. I don't know if, this, if there's anything out there about how many more seasons this show is going to get. But did, does anyone know off the top? I, I can't imagine them. Whole, I, don't, I mean, I guess I would Netflix, assume that it's the last season coming up here. Like the I would next hope. One. I would hope. Yeah, I just season. can't imagine what else they're going to do with it. I mean, it's really starting to come to a head in the current storyline. Uh, I, I just imagine it's going to be one long redemption arc all season long of like Johnny Lawrence, you know, coming to terms with being the good guy finally. Um, you know, him and Ralph Macchio just kind of like being able to like come, you know, get over their differences and uh, come together to kind of like start the healing process as, as well as get rid of the bad guys that are kind of starting to form, which it seemed like it was like Johnny Lawrence was like the good and the bad guy in season one and season two looked like he was starting to go bad. And now season three, it looks like he's flipped back to good. So, you know, hopefully they, they continue that redemption arc. And, and like I said, uh, for the uh, Cobra Kai member Hawk, I don't accept you turning good. I uh, hope you get your ass whipped start of season four maybe maybe episode one of season four i hope to see hawk getting curb stomped because that guy sucks um yeah and, and for those of you that guys didn't know we in the last week's podcast we covered it briefly over the different different ways that karate kid has uh jumped into pop culture and how somehow this film stayed relevant um we talked about how you know karate kid was uh apparent in the how i met your mother which tyler Bryan and i are huge fans of how i met your mother and whether or not that caused a resurgence for this show. And I blew their minds when I informed them that the original actor for Miyagi actually received a, uh, uh, a nomination, an Academy Award nomination for a supporting role in that film. And they didn't realize that. So. Pretty sure you said that he won the Academy Award. I said I thought that we he might have won. Out. Whatever, dude. Whatever. Um, what do you guys think? If if what if Neil Patrick Harris, what if Neil Patrick Harris showed up in uh, in this in the next season? Would you be happy? And what role would you like him to play? Like, would you would you want him to come in as himself, the way that Billy Zabka does in in How I Met Your Mother, or would you want him to come in as, you know, something? I think that would be cool. That would actually probably get me. I'd probably try to watch a, a few of those episodes. Maybe just watch some recaps and then watch the season that he's in uh, because I'd be interested. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I'd bring him in as uh, Hawk's father or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd throw him in the show <laughs> as someone that's actually somewhat important that could actually have a, a role of uh, 
influence of the show. I, I don't think throwing Neil Patrick Harris into it, like unless he's there to just so, like as a quick cameo to support the tournament or some shit, like like the Chuck Norris cameo at the end of Dodgeball. Um, I, I I would rather have him actually have a role in the show, as, no matter how small it is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'd like that. I think that would kind of throw off the How I Met Your Mother canon, you know, with it. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, how? I guess, I guess maybe it's not. a completely different not, thing. I was picturing him being Barney Stinson in there or something, but no, I, I don't know, I mean. man. I, I don't know if I would love that. Although I, I would keep watching. Like, I, I, I tend to want to credit How I Met Your Mother with like the resurgence of Cobra Kai, like of the the Karate Kid storyline, because of Barney's like little thing with like saying Johnny Lawrence is the real hero, but apparently that's not the case. Um, but, you know, I, I... I don't know, dude. I, I really do dis- feel like... I would have trouble differentiating the two of those things, I think. I feel like having Barney... I think it would be fun. It'd just be like a little nod to fans yeah, of How I Met Your Mother. You know it I mean? wouldn't ruin it for me. Um, but I do think that How I Met... Even, no matter what they say, I do think that How I Met Your Mother being like, no, 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 Billy Zabka is the, like the true hero of this blah 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 that like once i heard that cobra kai was coming out i was like ah, this seems way too much like what barney yeah. thinks the truth is like it seems a bit weird that i don't know i mean there is such a thing as parallel thought oh what do you guys think about you guys know about parallel thought in, in film you guys know what i'm talking about inform the viewers yeah. clearly i know what it is but inform the listeners yeah, for the listener at home, obviously not for my brothers because they neither of them said no by shaking their heads at me. Um, parallel thought is the idea that two people can come to the same idea about something at the same time independently of each other. So it doesn't necessarily mean that um, anyone's trying to steal a creation from from another party. It could just be that they both have the same thought, right? And that it's supported by... Uh, external stimuli like i bet there's going to be a lot of movies in our future that are going to have to do with some sort of contagion or um, virus or something like that because young writers now are going through that so they're going to be inspired to put this kind of hardship on people in the in their stories right um examples are uh how Deep Impact and Armageddon came out in the same year and they're both about meteors coming towards Earth and people having to deal with it. Uh, about 10 years prior to those movies coming out, there was a giant meteor entering our solar system that scientists were calculating had like an 8% chance of hitting the Earth. Uh, and then 10 years later, two movies came out in the same year with the same premise. Or uh, Just Friends and Friends with Benefits or No Strings Attached and Friends was, with Benefits. I thought that was one guy who wrote one story and sold it to two studios or something. I don't think so. I think it was Parallel Thought. I think oh. it's two people had the sim- had very similar ideas. And uh, I don't know. But, I mean, the idea is, you know, so what if you know, the writers of how I met your mother were like, what if Billy Zabka was the hero? Like, that's funny to think about. And then someone else thought that and pitched it at the same time. I I can understand parallel thought from like a broad perspective, like general concepts, but that seems pretty specific to not have some kind of play on in between the two. Like, right. I mean, to be fair though, unconnected, that's such a specific thing. Like, like this one character in this one movie from 30 something years ago, is actually the good guy. Let's it's, it's let's such be a clear here, though. Example. Like, I don't think I, I would not credit Cobra Kai to How Much Mother. How Much Mother was a separate show. It's not like like Cobra Kai or Karate Kid was already a big enough show to be referenced on How I Much Mother. So, like, they pulled some obscure reference. Everyone had seen Karate Kid. There were four of them. Like, they clearly made enough money that they continued to make more. Actually, there's five of them, right? No, the third one was Taylor Swank. I don't know. Too many Karate Kids. Um, and it's not like there was only one Karate Kid that then just disappeared and Neil Patrick Harris brought it back like there was it was always in the collective consciousness of pop culture everyone had heard of it everyone had seen it when was the last time you'd seen Ralph Macchio or Billy Zabka on screen that wasn't a Karate Kid I I can't say that I, I don't know I I, can't, I, I can tell you when I did because they made jokes about it it was on Entourage in like season 2 when they go to the Playboy Mansion and they're like 
it's Johnny Drama, and he's with all the washed-up guys, and Ralph Macchio's one of them. He's, like, a guy who's washed up out of Hollywood and, like, is still trying to cling to his star, and they're making fun of him for being a nobody. Sure. Like, that, and now he's, now he's on one of the most popular TV shows in the world. Yeah, like, I don't accredit that to How I Met Your Mother, though. Right, like there was I, a. I gotta say, dude, I think that how I met your mother put it back into the co- the public consciousness. I mean, I'll I don't have think to that see... anyone gave a real shit about Karate Kid until they, they did a Karate Kid remake with Jackie Chan. I, I believe, yeah, that was and before. it bombed. Sure, it was a horrible but what I'm saying bomb. is, no one gave Karate Kid was still a popular enough uh, IP for them to want to make a film about it 30 years later or 20 years later with the new cast sure that film didn't yeah but, but what they I'm saying did is, that around the same time that it was in how i met your mother i, I would say it was before I, i'd like to uh, i'd like to think about i don't know dude how i met your mother ran for like 12 years yeah but they didn't bring up billy zabka until the final season that's not true he showed up at uh barney's bachelor party the season before okay so fuck off <laughs> um i don't know wow you guys talk all right, let's, let's let's let me play a little trivia question that no one's gonna get. How many different shows has Ralph Macchio played? Either, well, has he played Ralph Macchio in? <laughs> and I'm assuming it's all uh, playing up that same like, oh look, it's the guy from Karate Kid. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like he's it's literally the same way that the guy it. from uh, Police Academy. What's his fucking name? I can't I can't think of his name but he literally plays himself in everything because he's like he, no one wants to cast him as something yeah. Just, yeah it's like oh you're the guy from Police Academy it's gonna be like, Daniel Radcliffe shit. in a few years <laughs> actually oh, I, Daniel Radcliffe's in that movie or in that show that I talked about last week that we lost uh Miracle Workers and he's actually great I really I really like Daniel Radcliffe he really sells like a desperate energy really well <laughs> and also it's funny <laughs> that he's like 5'5 He's really short. It's so so Ryan, check this out. Blow my so mind. Ralph Macchio. Oh, go ahead. I said, blow my mind. I want to hear this number. All right. So Ralph oh, yeah. Macchio played, obviously played Daniel Sam in Karate Kids 1, 2, and 3. Uh, then he plays himself. You asked how many times he plays himself. Ralph Macchio in Entourage in 2005. Ralph Macchio in Headcase in 2007. It's a TV series. And he did it again. Oh, he plays. He's the voice of Daniel LaRusso in Robot Chicken in 2013. Oh, that's fun. And then he does Ralph Macchio in How I Met Your Mother in 2013. So they actually brought him in, and I do remember that now that I, I mention it. Uh, yeah, because they, then, they gave him the worst bachelor party that he could have, and they got Ralph Macchio. Yeah. Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, it's not the Karate Kid. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then now. Daniel LaRusso again in the Cobra Kai. Uh, oh, there's a uh, he's he's Daniel LaRusso in the Cobra Kai video game in 2020. Apparently, there's a video game, <laughs> and then and then he's also Daniel, like he literally has just ridden that. Like, and over and, and over. I just looked it up. Well, the yeah, Karate no Kid remake, offense to him, but he's not a good actor. No, he's the, not. The Karate Kid remake uh, was 2010. So eat yeah. shit. When did How I Met Your Mother start? He just said it was 2013 was when the, the reference was. When, when Ralph Macchio was brought in. So they mentioned Billy Zapka like five times in that show. Like Bullshit. he keeps getting brought back in. Oh, boy. I know you did not say it to me. All right, let's pull up William Zapka's. Because I feel like he's just the blonde version of Ralph Macchio. All right, William Zapka. Let's see. So he played in Karate Kid in 1984. Uh, he, in, play, he in plays Johnny me- in Karate Kid Part 2 1986 um, bunch of random stuff I don't know oh, ho, ho. hey but the first time that Barney references Ra- uh, Billy Zabka being the hero of Karate Kid is in an episode called The Stinsons where Barney pretends that he has a son and a wife for his mom that episode aired in drum roll, please. I'm gonna edit in a drum roll right there. It was 2009. Suck a dick, Jeff. Oh, oh so, so the film was already I in production. Win, I win. It doesn't matter. I win. What you're I mean, telling me that in 2009 
they heard, they watched the episode of How I Met Your Mother and then decided to produce an entire film with Jackie Chan in what, six months? Eat shit. That, yeah, was, they, that film was already in production. Well, you don't know when that, 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 sh- that episode got filmed. I'm, I'm telling you, it hey, takes you more than what? a year for them to turn around and put out a, a major Here's what screen. happened. I know for a fact that this is what happened, okay? They saw America's Sweetheart, Barney Stinson. Um, he's actually Canadian, I think. That actor. What's his name? No, Patrick Harris. Um, they saw him on TV mention the Karate Kid, and then you just see a, bu- a bunch of studio execs pick up their phones at the same time, and they're like, get Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan on a plane to China stat as fast as you can and then that's what happened and then they filmed it and they filmed right. it all in a little known fact in 24 hours yeah. that film was so, was done in 24 Jeff, hours so, Jeff is correct so let me keep going here so so Billy Zapka did the exact same thing it looks like from what I can tell so he basically was in the Karate Kids in the 80s and then he had a bunch of weird stuff that nobody cares about uh Oh, and then where was it? I just lost it. Um, oh, here we go. Apparently he was in Hot Tub Time Machine, although I don't remember him. Uh, then he plays Johnny Lawrence on a TV series, a Jimmy Kimmel Live TV series. Must have been some segment on a show or something in 2011. He's also the voice of Johnny Lawrence in The Robot Chicken, so they actually got both of them in for that. Uh, he was on seven different episodes of How I Met Your Mother, playing up that storyline. And then he plays Billy Zapka in Where Hope Grows. I don't know what that is. Uh, he plays Officer Johnny in The Dog Who Saves Summer. I don't know if there, there's a play there on Johnny Lawrence. Uh, then he plays Sensei Jeff in Gordimer Gibbons' Life on Normal Street. So I'm assuming there might be some kind of play there. Um, and then uh, he's also in the video game from 2020. And now the Cobra Kai TV series. I mean, these guys can't get away from these roles from when they were teenagers in the 80s. It's mind-blowing to me that they just, time and again, you just see them do something that has to do with that role again. Well, they're not big enough actors or good enough actors to branch out. It's, it's the entire point. Like, yeah, they do well in these roles, but outside of it, I, I like, if you're going to tell me, if, I, if you turn around tomorrow and was like, oh my God, Billy Zack is the new Captain America, I'd be like, fuck you. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't ruin my day. I can see it, actually. Interesting. If they showed some kind of very, thing very where, like, Captain America, all we see is him as an old man at the end. They show something where it goes back to him in, like, his 50s, and it's Johnny Lawrence, he's just a drunk or something. That'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know. Can Captain America get drunk? No. Clearly, like you haven't watched the like first a... Avenger. Oh, he, yeah. He I do remember it. that. That's why I was trying to remember. And then uh, Thor gives him some of his Asgardian alcohol in Age of Ultron, and that allows him to feel something. For the first time. Sort of like that deleted scene uh, from Lord of the Rings. Return of the King. Yeah. <laughs> Felt something <laughs> in my finger. Felt something in my little finger. Yeah. I know you cut it all your lick. For those who don't know, uh, watch go the, find it. It's watch very, the extended very, cut. Yeah, go watch the extended cuts of the Lord of the Rings. If you don't know, then you, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Know, now you know. We'll take it. Um, all right. Well, how much of the episode have we burned? Thirty minutes. Uh, Thirty-three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> we got we got more time to fill. Jeff, you got any news to talk about? Any like un unfact based news that you want to talk about? Because you always like to tag me in some weird shit on Instagram that's like <laughs> very poorly spelled, no, no sentence structure. I just, I just, I just get weird shit across my feed, and I'm like, all right, this is for Tyler. If it's not correct, yeah. But then I'm Tyler. like, why did he send me this? This is clearly not real. You're gonna have to send. Did you watch what I sent you today? The the up with the Australian voice actors. No, I didn't. Oh wait, did you send me something? I sent you no, something I don't think today. I got something. So someone voiced over a couple scenes from up with like australians and it's it has me dying it just keeps right, everybody at home go listen to that go find that thing <laughs> yeah. <me> specifically <laughs> um uh, is it funny it's just a it's joke. hysterical this it's a quick the, yeah we got to edit this, this out it's a quick like one minute <laughs> this is bad for the podcast <laughs> it's just it's not good content um so jeff last week we talked about um future state 
and at the time you hadn't read any of it but since then you've read all of it i guess (laughs) because you keep texting me about all of the issues and i'm like jesus dude like how do you have so much time i've read still only the two issues that i've read which uh have you i you don't have my logins for comics i I do have it i didn't go back and read it because that man's lame um but okay (laughs) (laughs) i uh so so i did read uh, a lot of future state for this is gonna be a quick uh comic update and uh jump in Let's see, I, I bought Robin Eternal, the first issue to Robin Eternal, which has Tim Drake going off his loan. It felt like a continuation of the 1990s Tim Drake run, um, which is pretty cool because I read a lot of that. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was okay. The ending was probably the, the best part. It was a pretty good climactic ending, which sets the tone for the rest of it. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone that wants to, to read it, but it's pretty great. Uh, Nightwing was probably my biggest upset of it all. Um, I just... Well, doesn't he become, like, Deathstroke, basically? I, I didn't and read the Teen Titans yet, but there's something weird going on with him, and he's got, he, like, he's, like, a weird new Nightwing, and they've got, they brought in Red X from the Teen Titans TV show, and they right. gave him a completely different background that has nothing to do with the Teen Titans TV show, and so there's no point in them bringing Red X into it at all. Um, but, well, Red X is a character that they made for the show and has never been in comics before, and right. so they gave it a new backstory. Right, and but, like, even in the show, they're like, is this Jason Todd? Is, like, the characters in the show discuss who Red X could be, um, and they're like, is this Jason Todd? Is this someone that they've never explained it? Um, and for those of you that are right. confused, there's two episodes with Red X. The first Red X shows that it's Dick Grayson, who has been working for Slade, the second Red X shows that someone has stolen the Red X costume, and now there is an official Red X, in the, and they never went back and discussed it, whatever. Um, so they brought it into the comics, and it was lame. And then Nightwing has its own run, and it's short, and it is pretty lame. Um, the best one out of all of them is the Superman War of the Worlds or something like that. Um, and that one's great. Basically, the premise so, is and that... Good. Basically, Future State takes place five years from now. So they wrapped up all of their major events for DC Comics, and then they fast-forwarded the universe five years. In that time, Superman, Clark Kent, has gone missing. And no one knows where he was. And what they reveal in this comic is that he had been kidnapped by Mongol, and he has been fighting for his life on Warworld. He's a fucking gladiator that's basically gone savage. And Mr. Miracle, at the very end of the comic... Uh, finds him and is plat- plotting some kind of breakout attempt. Um, That's pretty cool. And I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, that Did was... you buy those on digital? Yes. Okay. I'll check them out and then you can check out uh, the best ones, which is Dark Detective and The Next Batman. But Dark Detective is really actually the more interesting one. Bruce Wayne. What if Bruce Wayne wanted to keep fighting crime but didn't have money? That's basically it. It's pretty cool. Um. All right, so we can wrap up Tyler and Jeff's comics corner. Jeff and Tyler's comics corner, the clever kids' comics corner, but a corner with a K, so it's C K C K. How about that one? You guys like that? All right, that's what we're calling it. We're all in agreement. Let the record show that Brian and Jeff gave Tyler a standing ovation. Um. All right, this is going to be a real loose episode, guys. <laughs> Who's got the next topic? Because we only got five minutes out of that one. <laughs> we could make this a short episode, but we're not really. I feel going like I feel time. like we're not going to release release this one. I feel like we need to have a better structure for it. I rewatched. No, we're going to release it. I rewatched episodes one and two of Star Wars. I was spent the weekend skiing and didn't have episodes one and two prequels. Yeah, prequels. Okay. Yeah, the prequels, correct. Um, I was up at a cabin in Tahoe. We did not have an Amazon Fire Stick, and they were having a Star Wars at home, Tahoe is a mountain range, or is a set of mountain peaks in California California. where people go skiing and snowboarding. Right. And they had a Star Wars marathon. I watched the best part of episode one, which is the Darth Maul Obi-Wan fight scene, Qui-Gon Jinn. The Duel of the Fates? Yes. Oh, my God that song is so good it's one of the best things that has ever happened <laughs> on the planet i just listen to that song sometimes it's so good what song it was so good duel of the fates the it's song the, that they... it's the orchestral music that they have going on in the background while qui-gon jinn and obi-wan are dueling darth maul at the end of episode one it's the one that you think of when you think of 
the prequels where it's that John Williams does all the orchestral stuff and then brings in the operatic nature of it where they have like the choir singing in the background. Oh, it's so good. All right, that's enough of that. Dude, it's good. Well, I think the one in episode three is O Fortuna. Anyway, um, doesn't matter. It was so good that they used it for the Lord of the Rings uh, trailer and <laughs> part of it. It's <laughs> just um, funny. And episode two is great, man. I love the prequels. They're so great. <laughs> you um, think Clone Wars is great or uh, Attack of the Clones is great? I, I, I think it is by far the worst. Well, I mean, the anymore, first one. But it's episode, definitely the worst of the prequels. Yeah. The sequels are terrible, but episode one is just unforgivable with their, their reliance on a child actor. Like the fact that they were like, let's make this 10 year old God. Like it's so dumb to me. Um, but the second one, like it, I, I'm able to forgive the second one more. Like the, the misgivings of the second one, there's some bad writing in there. Sure. But um, I think the one downside of episode two is they're de- they don't have an epic duel like they do in episode three and episode one. If they'd had that, I think a lot of people would look on it more kindly. Um, what do you mean, dude? There's a pretty sick duel. Yoda versus that old man. <laughs> <laughs> so much CGI. Like, it's not. I don't know. It's bad. But um, that CGI frogs jumping around against that old man who's also flipping around. You know, like that? Yeah. And the introduction um, of Lord Tyrannus and I don't know. Episode two. So, okay. Darth to Tyrannus is also the worst Sith Lord name. It's so bad. It breaks everything that they've established about the Sith continuity. Like, episode two just needed to be changed in order to fit better between episodes one and three. Um, just because the introduction of, like, if they just hadn't killed Darth Maul and they had him come back for episode two, that would have been crazy. Much better. I don't know. Um, and it would have been able to work with the Clone Wars and what they did with Han Solo. So that's what they should have done anyway. If we, if we had a time machine. I mean, they really, George Lucas really made a mistake by having them kill off Maul in that first episode. And he realized that, and that's why he brought him back. Yeah, they should have just brought Maul back for those other three. I mean, for the other two, excuse me. Um, and then had Anakin kill him, and then, or, oh, I don't know, whatever. So, something else. But maybe they'll do a uh, Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan round two in the Obi-Wan series. Um... All right, guys. I don't know. How are we feeling? Anyone got... Let's just jump into uh, what have we been doing for the last 10 minutes or so. What have you guys been watching, reading, listening to, partaking in? Brian, you got anything? Well, I mean, not really pop culture related, but I I feel it's worth mentioning. Tom Brady's going to his 10th Super Bowl this year. I know it's crazy. I he, really thought that him switching teams was gonna be his downfall, but well, he gets to pick where he went. He gets to pick when you're free agent. He gets to pick when your best friend when your best friend comes out of retirement to come play with you. Yeah, yeah. Gronk hasn't really been that big of a piece though. Like it's it was just more they had so many different weapons. I, we don't need to get too much into football, but it's just kind of cool to think that he's going. It'll be old news by the time this gets posted, but it happened about an hour ago, so I thought it's cool. Um, and that's gonna be the first home game in the history of the Super Bowl for one of the teams. No one, no one has ever had a home game before because they pick the Super Bowl in advance, in advance. of the game. Yeah, or, and so you have a I chance. I always wondered to, when they would get, when they would happen. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't so the closest one ever was in the '80s. The Niners made it to one that was held at Stanford Stadium, and that was right. the closest it ever got to it because it was a Bay Area game, but still not a home stadium game. And now Brady's got a home game, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but anyway, that's just football. Um, otherwise, uh, got to show my wife Knight's Tale last night for the first time. She'd never seen it before. Um, got to. That's how you feel about it? You like that one that much? Knight's Tale's a classic. What's your problem? It's good. No, I like all it, these people here who definitely got... love Knight's Tale. Why you are <laughs> such a sourpuss. I'm not a sourpuss, but it does have our man uh, Paul Bettany in it. Did, did you? It, I mean, watch it because of Paul Bettany's performance in Wandavision. You yeah, had to. You're, no, you but had I did turn inspired. around and say, "I did turn around and say, hey, Paul Bettany's in this. Wait till you see him.'" And then he just appears on the screen naked. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I was like, "Yeah, it's Paul Bettany. That's Vision." <laughs> Go ahead, Tyler. Dude, dude, does he hang dong in that? You don't see any dick, you know, or uh, penis or anything. Like, you, why you did you sound ass. so excited? 
I gotta be honest, dude. One of my great pleasures in life is whenever just like a rogue dick just appears on screen <laughs> in a movie. I think it's so funny, dude. In uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, where she comes when she goes to break up with him and he drops his towel and Jason Siegel's just sitting there, dick it's out, making her break out with him. <laughs> It's so funny to me. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, so yeah. so we watched Night's Tale. I, I think she liked it. Uh, we Did I mention last week that we watched Interstellar as well? Was that a last week? You, yeah. you mentioned oh, it, I guess but we lost last week. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, my wife's been great. Now there's just movies that I'm convinced are, are must-watches, and, and those are what two of them. What did Anna think of Interstellar? I think she liked it a lot. She's, she's got a fear of deep water and space. I think those are two just interesting uh, domains that kind of, you know, she's not a big fan of, but Interstellar, you know, I just promised her there wasn't any huge scares or anything. And, and so she was willing to buy in and I think she enjoyed it. Cool. What did, what did you think of A Knight's Tale? Um, you know, it was just last night, so I'll have to start up a conversation and get her opinions. But I, I think for the most part, she enjoyed it. Um, and I can tell you, I enjoyed it which is the important thing here. Uh, I kind of want to hear, Jeff, without any spoilers, how news of the world was. Wait, real quick, real quick. I want to say, Knight's Tale, we have a weird relationship with Knight's Tale because it's basically our mom's favorite movie of all time. So for a few years there, whenever we would have family movie night, we would just watch (laughs) Knight's Tale. It was three movies, right? It was Sahara Sahara. with Matthew McConaughey. It was Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. And then what's the third one? There's another one in there. I don't I don't remember it. Yeah, it was up there no, too. there's there's another one that was like on repeat. It was ridiculous. I don't know, but I've seen a Knight's Tales. I haven't seen it since I moved out. <laughs> I'm like afraid to watch it because I'm like I feel like I know every word because I've seen it so many times. It's good. Um, it holds up. It's it is good. good. It has a great cast. Shannon Sossaman as the princess, whatever she is. Uh Heath Ledger as William Thatcher. Paul Bettany. You got Robert Baratheon in there before he was king. Paul <laughs> Bettany. You got Bobby B honoring bitches. You got Alan Tudyk. Tudyk, yeah. Come on. The great man, Alan Tudyk from Firefly. He plays K2SO in. Uh, He's the pirate from Dodgeball. He's the pirate from Dodgeball. <laughs> kind of his major role here. I don't understand why we're <laughs> skipping that one. <laughs> why are we Guard skipping here. this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so, news of the world, Jeff. Jump news in. Of the world. I watched it's... the trailer for it this morning. Cause I was like, maybe we should watch this. Jeff rented it, and I was like, this movie looks boring as shit. Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to why. what it's about. I was like, it's, it's being like I mean, it's cowboy, like Mary basic or something. Very basic is Tom Hanks is. <laughs> is a man who rides into town, buys all the newspapers, and reads it to the people who can't can't read. He basically goes and like sits up in a saloon. They pay him ten cents each, and he sits there and reads all the headlines of all the different local and international or and national newspapers. It takes place and, just after the Civil War. He's in the South. He was on the losing side of the Civil War. Um, no, they made a movie about a Confederate. <laughs> yeah, as the hero, is he racist in it? No, he plays a pretty like neutral role, but all everyone else is racist. I did think uh, it was interesting that when I was watching the trailer that it was like she was kidnapped by Indians yep. and and I was just like what the fuck yep. seems it's about like a, a weird way it's about to a girl it's about a girl that was uh, I'll just say has been abandoned and uh, Tom Hanks is charged with bringing her home to her extended family that she has you know an aunt and uncle somewhere and um, he has to go through and and do that and and do the honorable thing and it's it's exciting. There's good action in it. Tom Hanks does well. Um, the film itself isn't fantastic, I would say. Like, it's enjoyable, it's fun, but um, in the long run, it, I, I don't plan on watching it again. Um, but it was worth the watch the first time. It looked like a not good... Uh, what's the movie with uh, Jeff Bridges that's really good? True Grit. True Grit. It looked like a not good version of that. It was like cowboy an old washed up cowboy has to escort a young woman through the you know sure blah 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 although i did like when he's like she has family down in castroville i was like oh california represent texas castroville texas ah <laughs> oh, god damn it i'm definitely not watching this. <laughs> yeah you're not cutting, <laughs> that, you're not cutting that out that needs to be the clip that needs to be the, the intro clip of this episode <laughs> california represent 
Texas. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought the same thing. They're like they're, they're in Fort Worth at the beginning of the movie, and he finds the girl, and they're he's like, oh, she's got family in Castorville, and he's like, that's 400 miles, and I was like, uh, that's farther than 400 miles to get to Castorville, and I was like, you know, what? there must be a Castorville in Texas. Um, yeah, that sucks. Um. Cool. So you so you don't strong don't rec, strongly don't recommend it. Huh? I would say a soft recommend. All right, Jeff. Have you read any other comics recently besides your Future State stuff, or just sticking with that right now? Uh, that and Rhythm of War has been taking up my time. I'm still about halfway through it. I only read like oh, a chapter or two a night. That's the 1600 page, fantastic, incredible book how that many, everyone should read. How many pages? 1600. I think it's important that we specify how many pages it is. Oh, dude, I've got a great sure recommendation. I've got but, one. Go ahead, Brad. No, jump in. Yeah, I'm taking over. Uh, Survivor. Go watch <laughs> no. it. No. Nope. Skip. So Cutting good, dude. Editing all of this out. Survivor. <laughs> Keep cutting, dude. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. Survivor. How, long, how much of this are you going to plan on cutting out here? We're going we're gonna to make your work cut out for you. Survivor. Go watch it. <laughs> and you know, I'm really not that hard. I just... something else for the rest of this episode. I'm just going to slip in Survivor. Go All watch right, it. then talk about Survivor. Talk Sur- about it. Survivor is yeah. great. There's two seasons on Netflix, both highly entertaining. And there's like 30-something other seasons on Hulu. And we're just just chipping away through them. We found a good list of like ranking them in order of like best to worst. And we're just going through from best to worst. Highly entertaining show strategy, you know, like drama, just intrigue. Who's your favorite survivor so far? My favorite survivor. Uh, I don't know. You're talking about Tony. You're talking about Tony. I think Uh, Tony's pretty damn good. I I, want to see the second season that he comes on. Because uh, I know he comes back, but I haven't. I don't have access to season forty yet. Um, I'm trying to find a way to get that without paying a bunch of money on Amazon Prime. But yeah, that guy's awesome. And then there's a dude from a really early season that comes back a couple times. His name's Colby, and he's a uh, like a Texan, and he's just really intense. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good players and stuff. It's it's entertaining, man. I, like I, I'm telling you, if you guys are looking for a a time killer and want to do while you're folding your laundry or you know eating your cereal or whatever throw that on it's absolutely a blast that's sure. really your pop culture niche right there brian that you that we don't lean into enough on the show is you love these reality com- competition shows dude yeah Way more, it's true like you're on a level that's like beyond most people i know and I know a lot of people who are into this stuff, but like you are way. I don't like just that. normal reality TV where it's just a bunch of bullshit and fabricated drama. But when it's something where you're competing for a prize, it gets me, man. I don't know what it is because I'm like, oh, he just backstabbed him. What? What if the prize is like a man? That's the same shit. Like you a love man? The Bachelor. Yeah, you, you know like what? We bachelor. haven't really been watching. Like we haven't really been watching really? that. I can't touch on that too but much. But right how many of the seasons have you watched? All of them. Uh, all of them all under of them, all up of them until under this duress. one. <laughs> I refuse. No, you fucking like it. <laughs> There's been some good seasons. There's been some good seasons, but at the same time, I would say that show's a step down, or like that series is a step down from ones like Survivor, where it's like they're competing for like something tangible, not like love. You know what I mean? Sure. All I remember, and maybe you'll be able to do this better, but you one time tried to convince me to watch survivor by comparing it to ga- describing it as you would game of thrones do you remember how you did it uh you know what i'm gonna be honest with you. anything game of thrones related i'm just trying to burn from my memory so <laughs> no you Fuck were like you, D&D. Not, <laughs> once again <you're> like, <laughs> tell me tell me what if i could give you a show where your favorite character could live or die at any moment <laughs> and, and it was all based on strategy and politics like two weeks ago no, this is how you talked about The Bachelor. Oh, The Bachelor. Oh, gotcha. You were like, your favorite character could be gone at any minute. And it's filled with politics and stabbing each other in the it's back. It's based on stra- War of the tra- Roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you were like, sounds like I'm talking about Game of Thrones, doesn't it? This is The Bachelor. <laughs> and I just, I'll never forget that because I think that that's one of the most ridiculous things you've ever done. Um, so at the end of my recommendation, I finished... Um, uh, holy shit! I forgot the name of it. I just blanked the name of it. Uh, the anime that I was watching. Uh, yeah, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sorry, JoJo's right. Bizarre Adventure. Uh, I it's funny. It's great. The the second half of the first season's kind of hard to get through, but the second season's great. 
Um, yeah, tons of music references. Uh, I was telling Tyler about this last week. You know, one of the main characters in the first seasons, his name is Reginald uh, E.O. Speedwagon. Um, and I feel like one of the main villains of the second season or the second half of the first season is Master ACDC. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's fun seeing all the music references. Uh, yeah, that is, but that is funny. I am now catching up finally on Attack on Titan Season 3. I'm about halfway through it. Alright. Um, I don't really have... Uh, I rented Kid Detective today on Amazon Prime and it is very good. If you guys like a, a weird, dark detective story sort of in the same vein as Ryan Johnson's movie Brick, um, this is very much like that, although I'd say probably darker and probably sadder at the same time. Um, really good. I really enjoyed it. Adam Brody is in it, and it's nice to see him kind of back in the spotlight because I think that he's an underrated comedy actor. He's very funny in this. Um, Kelly and I have been watching Peaky Blinders. I've already seen most of it, um, and we are now uh, watching it through so that she can catch up before the new season releases. They just announced that they're releasing the final season and then it's getting a movie, a Netflix movie, to kind of end its uh, total storyline. I recommend it. I like it a lot. Uh, and I've been... I went back and started rereading The Immortal Hulk on Comixology Unlimited because they put the three, first three volumes up on Comics three, Comixology Unlimited. And... Uh, can't recommend it enough it's very 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 good and i think i said in a previous episode i don't really like marvel comics that much or the whole comics very much but uh that one's really good all right anyone else got anything else they want to talk about before we drop off we made it to just about an hour so i'm impressed that we were able to do that with such a loose structure this week anyone nope now do we got a topic for next week that people can look forward to uh, Anything big coming out this week? Yeah, next week we're just going to talk about that new King Kong vs. Godzilla trailer that dropped. We're just going to break it down second by second and talk oh, about it. Oh, I saw it. Before that even happens, when does that come out, by the way? The movie? Uh, March, I think. Oh, 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 oh. I was going to say, before that even happens, um, my wife was telling me earlier that they're making King Kong the same size as Godzilla in that. Yeah, they made him the same size. How else are they going to fight? make him climb his ass and punch him in the eye or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> he looks pretty sick actually it looks like they made uh, have you guys seen the trailer at all yeah so it's the kong from kong skull island so kong skull island and the two previous godzilla movies are all in the same universe and then now they're fighting it looks pretty sick <laughs> fucking in i thought the last godzilla movie kind of sucked but like i'm fully on board I, I was like oh this is like in the same realm of like pacific rim right it's well like, it's so pacific giant, rim is is also owned by the same people yeah. and the we fact, talked about this in a previous episode the fact yeah. that they made uh what's the the villain that, that godzilla fought in the last one the three-headed hydra thing um mothra no mothra was his ally the other one um because it came from space, everyone's talking about, or I saw uh, online at the time, people talking about how they can use whatever species of being that villain was to explain the kaijus that Pacific Rim fights and could make them in the same universe. Theory. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this the same universe as the other Godzilla? I'm getting kind of confused. Uh, King Ghidorah. And I wanted to, the record to show that I did not look that up. I just remembered it. Isn't it? King Ghidorah. So is this is this like a continuation of another Godzilla movie? You remember the Aaron Taylor Johnson Godzilla movie from like 2012, 2013, where they're yeah, like I remember, I remember that yep. one where Godzilla is literally like miles tall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's like not in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that movie, but like he's in it for like five. He does minutes. a lot of swimming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, they keep like they're like, oh my god, he's gonna tear down that building, and then they just close the door, <laughs> and you just don't see him do it. You just hear a crash. It's like this is bullshit. What is and they, they advertised the shit. They advertised the shit out of Walter White, and and then they didn't. They, like, they killed him in the first like fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like Channing Tatum and GI Joe. Too, yeah, exactly. He just dies super yeah. fast. <laughs> he dies in the opening scene, and then the rest of Channing the Tatum is, is back in GI Joe Two as Joe, and then he's just dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just here for a movie that doesn't have Channing Tatum in it. Then okay. Yeah. All right. 
Bruce Willis shows up for 30 seconds, though. That's cool. He's in the back of a El Camino with a machine gun or something. Um, and Jack White and, killed it again with the soundtrack. So, And then they did the second one, which is Godzilla King of the Monsters, I think is what mm-hmm. it was called. And they had Ghidorah, they had Mothra. Was that also a, was that a continuation yep, of the continuation. That's the sequel to that first so one. So it's the and same then, universe. Yes. Right. I and didn't know Kong that. Skull Island is the is also in the same universe and it's introducing their this new version of king kong it's basically a retelling of the original of the main king kong story that we all already know but they've changed a few things and a few plot points how do you Um, how do you explain a miles tall gorilla that no one knew was there because he's trapped the difference between a miles tall gorilla and a gorilla that's 500 feet tall yeah, he's, the thing is you can hide it a little bit easier the empire state building now but whatever he's what, it's, yeah. he's right go watch the fucking film he's on an island he's trapped there fighting like lizard creatures all right just go watch okay so we've already so just to be Pretty clear sick. we have, actually really liked it so really? we have a godzilla movie with the godzilla that's going to be in this upcoming film and we have kong already in yes. a movie that's going to be in this film i can go yes. watch both yeah, of those so you have three movies that you can catch up on that will explain this. So Kong, Kong from Kong Skull Island is miles tall. Yeah, he's huge. Well, I, mean, I don't know if they're miles tall, but he's definitely tall. I mean, how tall are skyscrapers? <laughs> are, they, are they miles tall? I don't know. I think <laughs> I thought eight these miles, guys were maybe. much bigger than skyscrapers. No, they move between the skyscrapers. Actually, I don't know. Are they stepping on skyscrapers? I don't know. Whatever, Godzilla, man, a hell of a fight. Godzilla's like the, dim- the size of a skyscraper. Like Godzilla's like a mile tall, I think. Like I don't know. Go look yeah, it up. Yeah, maybe. And so you know, King Kong we're is. We're gonna settle this. How tall is Godzilla? Gojira. Um, I don't know, but it looks pretty sick. It looks like they're making Godzilla attack humans, okay. and King Kong is fighting him to defend the humans. It's pretty tight. Okay, what? so in Godzilla Planet of the Monsters 2017, Godzilla's height was increased to 300 meters or 984 feet tall, and that's the tallest height for the character to date. In Godzilla King of the Monsters, Godzilla's height, that was 2019, Godzilla's height was increased again to 390, oh wait. Uh, so, so that's 900 super weird. feet, a f- a mile is 5,280 So in Planet of the Monsters 2017, he was 984 feet tall. But then in King of the Monsters 2019, he was 393 feet tall. So he was a third that tall in the other one. So those aren't in the same universe, then? They are in the same. They're, they they're sequels. They have, they have so, recurring characters. So why would Godzilla them. in the 2017 film be 984 feet? Because they needed him to be, Brian. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm picturing? Jeff, wait, wait, you, wait, know wait, wait. you don't have a problem with this, Jeff? Mister, I pick, yeah, I what? pick fights for <laughs> Mr. Continuity. Details. Mr. Continuity? Get it's the hell giant, out of here. It's giant fucking lizards. He goes from 980 cares feet. about the film? It's not canon, bro. No, he goes from 984 feet down to 393 feet. You don't have an issue? You know what yeah, I'm picturing? It's a dumb I'm fucking those movie. Little, those little like toy pills that you can put in right. water. And you, know the they save, like, you know how they saved Godzilla's life in the second film? They hit him with a nuke, all right? (laughs) That's true. That does happen. What happens? (laughs) They nuke Godzilla. (laughs) Heal him. I need to go watch these again. But you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. When he shrinks down into a mini version of himself. Dude, that's so confusing to me. Why in the same universe would you make him 984 feet and then 393 feet? It's not like someone's watching the – it's not like someone in the film walks up to him with a tape measure. They don't say, oh, it's only 400 feet. Like they don't talk about his height (laughs) in the film. So in the film, yeah, he's just when you massive. see him walking next to a mountain or something, and at one point he's as tall as it, and the other one he's not even close. In, what the hell are we talking about here? Hold in on. all of them, he's massive. And I just realized how they make him the same height. It's just going to be a normal gorilla, and then it's going to be a dude in a Godzilla costume <laughs> fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> Problem <laughs> solved. <laughs> I would love to watch that. That gorilla would just rip a human being into pieces, basically. <laughs> That's Yeah. The Problem solved. We don't need to worry about continuity or keeping our characters the same height. Apparently, he can shrink at will to match his enemy. The sequel is reason. just like the lowest budget version of it's just a of lizard it. fighting a toy King Kong. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Anyway, um, so I guess we've already talked about it, but yep. So that ruined my topic for next week. Next week we'll talk about uh, best death scene. 
in cinema. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe which uh, which Sean Bean are you guys going with? <laughs> Probably Goldeneye. Okay, so Kong has been depicted at 25 to 55 feet up until 2017, and then he was 104 feet. <laughs> uh, Wait, he's 104 feet on Kong Skull Island? Kong Skull Island is 104 feet tall, if Kong is. But he's going to fight a 390-foot lizard? No, they're going to shrink the lizard to make it make sense, apparently. Because, oh, yeah, in the new the trailer, he's the same size. The good news is if they ever made a movie where I had to fight Godzilla, he'd only be about six feet tall. So <laughs> <laughs> I might have a chance against Godzilla, guys. He adapts to the size of his enemy for some <laughs> weird defensive mechanism that they don't explain. It's, Somehow it's it Goku's him. mentality. He likes to fight people at their full power. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm 700 feet taller than this guy. That doesn't make sense. Time to shrink. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, anyway. All right, guys. Well, uh, we have a new email address. Reach out to us. It is cleverkidspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at clever kids pod uh get in touch with us let us know uh your favorite scene in a movie where uh, a penis was shown <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kidding um no what were we what else did we talk about <laughs> cobra kai uh wonder do you want to see barney do you want to see uh neil patrick harris in uh cobra kai what, what do you think of wandavision so far and why does Godzilla keep getting depicted with different heights? <laughs> How tall is Godzilla? What's with the growth pattern of Godzilla? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to just email us with how tall you think Godzilla is, but just three digits or however many digits you want. No, don't do feet. Don't no, do no units. Don't do anything. No unit of give measurement. Us a number. <laughs> no other context. Yeah, no other unit of measurement. Just a number. And yeah, you know what? Our, con- our topic yeah. should be next week is who Godzilla can defeat if he's their height. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. He has laser breath. Dude, Superman would fly right through that dude's face. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, Superman versus Godzilla? That'd be a hell of a conversation. That's actually an interesting that's it oh shit should we just do a sh- superhero showdown next week we don't have a topic yeah let's do let's it. do a superhero showdown next week and we'll we'll throw out guys like godzilla and king kong in there too all right but this time but we're godzilla not doing has teams. To have we're just gonna do shrinkage <laughs> no matter who godzilla is fighting he's the same size as yeah them. <laughs> get at us does godzilla so suffer from shrinkage <laughs> yeah give us give us uh, battle ideas <laughs> who would you want to see fight who Yes. Right. Yeah. Give us battle matchups to discuss. Yeah. And we'll decide definitively who would win in that fight. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.